G'day and welcome to episode 109 here at the Pot of Blokes. And it's the return to the offices in West Perth. So, as usual, you'll be hearing plenty of that today. Less um, Eden XO today, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, all the little genre things. So, look, from that train wreck, let's just jump straight well, in. Not... Ashes preview. Well, Aussie selection. It's all, it's all over. The Aussies just won the Ashes. The women's ashes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that smart ass. God. Any chance we can just restart the episode and just <laughs> so we can do away with that little bit of smart assery? No. You know? Yeah. No. That'd be right. Um, so, yeah, look, we had planned to do a, a big ashes preview and I had a lot of different stuff prepared that I wanted to talk about, but. Instead, I'm just going to jump straight in and go, geez, Peter Neville must really regret raping James Sutherland's daughter, hey? (laughs) Was not not a good decision by him at all, was it? Yeah, whose cat did he run over? Didn't... Didn't deserve to be dropped. I'm just going to sit there and say, you know you're really... It's on somebody's shit list mm-hmm. when a guy who doesn't even keep for his own state gets picked ahead of you. So, just to be clear, he didn't deserve to be dropped in the first place. Yeah. But since he was dropped, so last season in Shield cricket, three centuries, 150, average of 56. Mm. And Matthew Wade, who was brought into the team basically just because he's more of a cunt, I, I mean, I don't think... Neville was averaging 56. I don't think Wade scored 56 runs in that stint back in the side. And the worst part is is that the guy that they brought in, the Australian coach has scored a first-class century more recently than he has. That's right. <laughs> Look, I, I don't mind that so much. I think you have to pick your best keeper. So everyone yeah. who's bringing up his batting stats... So for the record, um, last, so over the last couple of years, yeah, Payne's averaged... 26 and 6 in first-class cricket. So not great, you'd have to say. But I don't mind that as much if he could make a compelling case as the best keeper in the country. And he just can't do that. He's kept in seven Shield games over the past two seasons. Mm. Like he's, He was standing at first slip next to Matthew Wade a couple of weeks ago. And well, now, uh, a couple uh, of days ago. Yeah, and now suddenly he's, he's the keeper? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I feel so terrible for Peter Neville, mm. who strikes me as a really decent bloke, who several times in his stint in the test side was the one sole um, source of uh, resistance as the lower order, middle and lower order, just crumbled around him. Like, he stuck fat in... There were at least three innings I can think of where he was sort of 60 or 70 right at the end. The first day-night game, he was... Yeah. There was an Ashes test as well. um, There was one against South Africa. So, and more importantly, his keeping was excellent. (laughs) So, look, that's that's a head-scratcher. And uh, Matt Renshaw... Missing out and Bancroft and Marsh both coming in. Like, I could accept, I think, Bancroft coming in for Renshaw, maybe. Oh, you had to but pick Bancroft. Even then. You had to yeah. pick Bancroft mm. just on form. I mean, the guy, can't, he could not have done anything more yeah. to get into the team. He's in his, I think it's in his last seven or eight 
first class innings, he's carried the bat twice. Mm. And he's made two double centuries. Yeah, first I mean, wicketkeeper ever to carry the bat in yeah. Sheffield Shield. And it's like, you can't tell me that... That's that's not knocking the door down. That's just barging your way through the door. Yeah. but He was a must-pick. As I was, was saying to you last night... He was probably the fourth or fifth guy who should have been picked. I much would have preferred Renshaw to be kept opening and Bancroft to come in at six. Because, uh, I mean... Sean Marsh, are we like? Are we? Really... I mean, that's 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 the. I think if you, I think Renshaw's unlucky to get picked uh, to not get picked with Marsh in the side, yeah. and also the other bloke is Glenn Maxwell, who was the incumbent, and who didn't do a hell of a lot wrong in these opening I, shield games. I wasn't surprised that Bancroft came in for for Renshaw. Mm. Tim Payne was a shock. Yeah. No one saw that coming. Jesus. Tim Payne might have seen it coming and maybe the selectors. But, um, yeah, the Sean Marsh thing's kind of really baffling. I don't understand the logic behind that one. The word has it that if Stoinis' father had not passed away, he would have been at six. Mm. This is a couple of the things I've I've been reading have said that. But, yeah, I... Mm. Yeah, I I just I think the start of an Ashes series, you, you know, you want to be putting your best foot forward. You want to be well. I mean, I think that you want to be almost saying these are guys we're going to go with for the first three tests mm. at least. And, yeah, you know, I mean, if Marsh fails in the first match, like surely you've got to stamp his papers once and for all, don't you? Well, and I'm a Sean Marsh fan. Yeah, yeah, so am I. But yeah, I think. I mean, if it, if it were me, I probably would have stuck with Renshaw and I would have played um, Maxwell at six. So, Bank off at six, I think you mean. Uh, no, I would have originally, I would have said Maxwell at six. You know, Bancroft, I wouldn't have been unhappy yeah. with Bancroft, but if I had a choice between the two, I probably would have gone Maxwell. Mm. Um, so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm big on the left-hand, right-hand opening thing. Just as a, I mean, uh, not to the point where you pick that at the expense of mm. two quality left or two quality right but I just think that a, a ma- making the bowlers change their line is really important Yeah. and when you you know having three left handers at the top of the order yeah, I'm not so I'm, I'm not saying that that's a definitive thing I mean mm. but I think that you, Renshaw look you just you know they, I reckon that they were doing everything they possibly can to keep him in the team, but see, I disagree. I was he reading an article today, and the pressure on, on the pressure on him seems to come out of nowhere because they had to fill headlines during those first three Shield games. Yeah. I mean, the bloke carried his bat throughout a day of Test cricket last summer. He made 184. Mm-hmm. Um, might have been, yeah, might have even been his last Test in Australia, and he looked. Very good, very composed, very assured at times in India as well, which is the toughest place in the world for an Australian to tour. I just, I really worry about the implications, you know, the Phil Hughes, Kawaja, those sorts of blokes um, getting yeah. dropped like this. I would have. I mean, they play, it's, it's an interesting thing. They play Russian roulette with the kids and basically say, here's a test of your resilience. Mm. If you're not good enough to find your way back, yeah. You were never good enough in the first place. Also it seems to be... I'm, I'm not saying that that's how it is, but that seems to be the mentality with some of these selections. Mm. 
I would have much preferred to give Renshaw the first two tests, particularly, you know, at the Gabba in his home test, conditions he knows very well. Yeah. I thought Bancroft's case was too compelling. Mm. And that they were trying to work out a way to shoehorn him in. Yeah. Um, that's a, I, as I said, I think on on form, he's the, he'd have to be the third or fourth guy you pick. There we go. Um I mean, there's, a, there's some interesting questions. I mean, is Pat Cummins a walk-up star? Yes. Should he be a walk-up star? Yes. And, uh, he, he was bouncing blokes out in India and in Bangladesh on, mm. you know, muddy puddles, basically. Mm. So the thought of him being able to uh, unleash the fury on England's batsman at the Gabba, he's, he's an absolute Yet must to play a test in Australia, too. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah, I I mean, I'm not sure. So who would you pick ahead of him? Well, I mean, the guy who I... The guy who I believe should be ahead of Cummins in the pecking order is unfortunately genuinely injured. I'm a huge J-Pat fan. Oh, dang, (laughs) J-Pat! The the bloke's in two pieces, mate. The problem is... like saying I'd like to pick Malcolm Marshall ahead of him right now. But, I mean, I'm just saying that... J-Pat's got the J-Pat's got uh, the right amount of C oh, next Tuesday in him. Yeah, no, um, no one's disputing that. But I no. mean, it, you know, at the moment, I, can't, who I mean, you ahead of you, well, you, I'm just saying, is this that I'm so? Come on, because you question, is he a walk-up star? I'm, like, I'm, I'm pick him all this, they'll so pick it, him. They'll pick him, so, but I question whether he should be a walk-up star. Oh, but who would you pick in front of him then? Your boy Jackson Bird. Nah, nah, nah. As much as I'm a big fan of Jackson Bird, I I think Patrick Cummins would would have been one of the first names I'd write down on the on the team sheet. As I say, mainly because the way he bowled in incredibly unhelpful conditions in India and Bangladesh just makes me think like he's he's every chance to to run through a side mm. in this series. I reckon. So they big call number one for the series. Five for not many for uh, Pat Cummins at some stage. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I I is just he, I look at he, him and I think he's the one most capable of bringing back the spirit of MJ. Sounds yeah, the most obviously. Say, yeah, I was going to say the intimidator. Role. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's you know everyone talks about Johnson series obviously, but that's something that Australian fast bowlers have done to English batsmen at the Gabba. Since time in memoriam, basically. El, so El I, Gavatoire. Yeah, the Gavatoire, exactly. So I think of yeah of our um, entire national pace bowling stocks, he's the one guy who I'd say has that ability to scare them out almost. I don't think I don't think Stark will because that's not his that's not his style. He's more likely to York them out. Whereas yeah. He come, as I quite inappropriately like to call him. He's the one who, he's more likely to, you know, bowl three good bounces and then just get them sort of backing away and edging into the slips. Okay, so I'm just going to turn this into a Q and a session. Is Timbo going to answer any questions? He can if he wants. <laughs> well, you you, you which, are a much better which, host than Tony Jones, don't which, you do that. Which Australian fast bowler takes the most wickets this series? You have to think it would be Stark purely on the basis of his potential Adelaide returns. I think with the pink ball 
he is almost unplayable at times as the WA <laughs> uh, Shield side found out recently. I, I think Hazelwood is never a, like a big wicket taker. The thing about that I love about Hazelwood is that he actually has a surprisingly low number of fifers, but he's always just chiming in with two or three. Mm. And I think Cummins is more a chance of playing three tests rather than five, mm. uh, particularly with the talk that Chad Sayers has been picked as essentially a, a, a pink ball specialist for the Adelaide Oval. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would go Stark. It, it is, it's the easy option, but I think there's a reason it's the easy option. So if they're picking, if they're picking double D... Chad Dudu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pretty bad memories. Brad Dalziel sitting at home going, hey, that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> Who gets dropped? Good question. I don't know. I, and again, I, like, I wouldn't pick him. Mm. So I'm assuming it would be Cummins, and I don't necessarily think it would be dropped so much as managed, <laughs> to use the uh, administrator-friendly term. Um, but I think that because the thinking would be they will absolutely want Cummins for the whacker, and they will definitely, you know, he's definitely going to be at the Gabba. So the thinking might be let's, you know, bring Sayers in for the pink ball test in between to make sure that Cummins is raring to go from the little marsh stand in. Okay. How many Australian batsmen will score more runs than Elise Perry did in the most recent test? Oh, jeez. What, for the series? Or? For the series. <laughs> oh, well, you'd like to think it would be six. <laughs> <laughs> well, depends how many tests they play, though. This is the problem. That's why I'm asking the question. Now, this how is many? a stupid question. <laughs> Seriously. We've got to throw to a new host, I reckon. <laughs> I don't know. Next question. I'll, I'll go with six. <laughs> Purely just to, in the interest of moving this along. <laughs> Who will be the leading run scorer? Either uh, across I mean, both teams. Yeah. If I, see, this is where I could go a smoky right now. I, I would... If, might bring up the betting odds. I would actually say Stoneman is the guy to um, have a little flutter on at this stage. So he's hit three <laughs> half centuries and a century in his tour matches since arriving. Um, he's obviously, I think England's biggest weakness right now are the three blokes you look at in their top six and just go, who are they? <laughs> so he's got yeah. a little bit of stone feet. Yeah. Be interesting but, to see how he goes with a little bit of pace. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I'm. I'm not saying he will necessarily do well. I'm just saying right now, if I had to pick a Smokey, it'd be him. Oh, but again, I'm going to go the easy option. It's, it's got to be Smith. Like, I don't think Root will score more runs than Smith, mm. and that, that that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, Warner, Cook, <coughs> Cook, Cook won't score more runs than Smith. I sincerely hope not. Warner, I see the thing with Smith is that he'll make more consistent high scores. Like Warner, you might think, you know, he might score two or three centuries. Smith, easy, think, easy plan for his career. Yeah, again, it, it's a boring answer, but there's a reason yeah. it's boring. I think it's the right one. <laughs> I love you, Smitty! <laughs> <laughs> 
So not Tim Payne. <laughs> no. no. No, not Tim Payne. Does Ben Stokes make it to Australia? Yes, he plays in the third test, for sure. I'm more confident in that <laughs> than I am in any other answer I've given so far tonight. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he'll be, he'll be there for Perth. But that's, I'm very confident about that. If England fall behind 3-0, which current player retires a la Graham Swan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd like to think no one would. I mean, and Anderson, Broad, and Cook are all coming to the end of their careers. I, I think that's sort of the the biggest problem England have is that they're really going to rely on Anderson and Broad to take a lot of wickets for them. Mm. And I, I don't know that they're still up to it. But I mean, it'd be it'd be one of Anderson or Cook. <laughs> Timbo, any thoughts? He didn't even know that the series started on yeah. Thursday until he just saw that ad through it. Definitely Cookie, he'll retire. Cookie? He's done, he's been garbage. Yeah. At least the bits I've seen. Losing the captaincy and then staying on in the side doesn't usually end well. No. Just ask Ricky Ponting. It seems to end no. Well, that was in the South Africa series, wasn't it? That he retired? Or what, I think it was yeah, that. yeah. But he was like garbage for yeah. two years before that, too. Problem was so was the rest of the country's uh, <laughs> uh, shield uh, top yeah. orders. So no one was. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Aussies just need to give him the guard of honour when he comes out of the gather. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sort of to... speed up the process. <laughs> there we go. Is he is he a better bet than Vince? Who I think didn't Vince average got like twenty in uh, Kenny yeah, Cricket last yeah. year? <laughs> He's a reserve batsman. <laughs> So is he not getting a start? Oh, he might get a start. Yeah, That's I, a I, from. I think he will. Good old probably. Bernie. Yeah. Bernie. I prefer just the man with two names. <laughs> yeah. Look, for me, I think there's, there's two real danger men for Australia. One of them is obviously Joe Root, or Joseph Rutif, to use his full name. Um, potentially the only captain in the world who can make... Steve Smith not look baby faced, <laughs> but um, I think oh how because it's so and, weird when he arrived in Australia he had this beard it was yeah. like it was like seeing one of those four year olds at a one day game with one of the big fake beards on because it, it just didn't look right on that face mm. um, but I think yeah he's obviously the bloke you know he can score eight hundred runs and and bat England to the Ashes the other one who I'm still not sure what his fitness is going to be like is Moeen Ali because yeah. I think he's he's got the potential to take a lot of wickets and score a lot of runs mm. um, and I think it, yeah oh, what's, what's going on here Timo <laughs> sorry we've, we've got like Yes, exactly! Sorry, Tim, we'll post that as the uh, screenshot for this episode. But Timo's just brought up the picture of uh, Joseph Rutif and his artificial beard. <laughs> Not a good look for you, mate. Um, but yes, thanks for uh, derailing my discussion there. But I think, yeah, Ali's the one who... Now that Stokes isn't playing, well, for the first two tests at least anyway, Ali's the one who I think just strikes me as the most dangerous due mostly due to the girth of his beard <laughs> which uh, certainly leaves Joe Root <laughs> in the shade and yeah leaves probably everyone else in world cricket besides the harsh <laughs> in the shade as well I'm going to throw a third one in there <clears throat> Johnny Bairstow 
Okay. Once again, a fitness question mark over him at the moment. Mm. But, uh, I mean, look, England have managed to survive having a god-awful top order because of Stokes, Ali and Bairstow mm. over the past 18 months. Tim, would you stop looking at pictures of the beard? <laughs> He's just too right. What the fuck is this now? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we're, 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 we're uh, deteriorating rapidly here. All the listeners are just going, what the fuck's going on over there? Timo, maybe you should have just stayed over there on the couch. I think we might right be doing a bit of editing on this yeah. one. <laughs> snip, snip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if, yeah, if, if Stokes does come, then it's, I mean, it's the real question is, will it, Will it and be series like, over already? Like, I mean, and the other guy who's... <coughs> I mean, he took some wickets the other day who I wouldn't underestimate either is Chris Wokes. Mm. But he won't get the new ball, so... It's hard to be a leader of the attack from first change. <laughs> Just ask Mitchell Johnson. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, the, the two big question marks for me are... Number one, how we will go against Broad and Anderson... At Adelaide, um, I think you know one of the things I really don't like about the pink ball is the way that when you get to bat versus when you get to bowl becomes really, really important. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone will want to face Broad or Anderson under lights with a new ball, and I know no one will want to face Mitchell Stark um, under lights with a new pink ball. So I think there's like there's every chance it reduces it to more of a twin cost than a traditional test match. So, I mean, you'd think Australia never lose at the Gabba. So you'd think at the very least we'd be going in 1-0. But there's every chance that a couple of uh, pink ball-triggered collapses and, yeah, it could be one all. Just for the record, you did mean twin cost. That's yeah. a phrase oh, that yeah. we use all the time. <laughs> yes. That's hey, not... Hey, we! I'm the only one who uses that. Tardy to the party over there. Um, and as I talk about pink ball collapses, that's the other huge question mark, is basically, will the Australian batting order not just collapse in a heap? So I've, I've or the, s- the English batting order as well. Oh, no, but I think it's the Australian three, one. Three or four for not many quite a lot the last few years. I'm more worried about the Aussie one. So have a listen to this. Since the start of the last Ashes series, Australia... Oh, we've got special guests! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so we've, we've uh, reconvened in front of some special guests. Um, so I think, I was just going to say, the second big point is, yeah, making sure we don't collapse. So since the start of the 2015 Ashes, there have been 25 instances in Test cricket of... Australian collapses. So, four wickets going down for less than 20 runs. That's happened 25 times since probably, the start of the last Ashes. Probably 17 uh, of them were on the subcontinent. But it doesn't matter! And no, they definitely were, because against South Africa over here would have been a few instances. Like, And that's just still the biggest stumbling block, is if Smith and Warner fail, Australia will lose the Ashes this summer. There's no ifs, buts or maybes about that. At least one of them has to score a lot of runs, I think. Because I just can't see, especially now with um, some of these selections, I, 
I just don't think there's anyone else who will who will really strike that much fear into the heart of English bowlers. And yet they'll make more than 213 runs. Yeah, they'll do that. But it's, it's <laughs> yeah. I just think that's... The, if, if I had to pick one thing that could stop us from winning the Ashes, it would just be collapse, batting collapse. Because that's been the weakness of this side for several years now. I think since Mike Hussey retired, actually, mm-hmm. since they lost his... Stable influence at number six. Yeah. There's been question marks over our ability to tough it out after a couple of wickets fall. Their, their record of the number sixes post Hussey would be interesting in itself, but I can, I'm, I'm guessing. Or well, Maxwell, I think one his century. century, yeah, was probably one of the first. I think it was. Yeah. Well, there the you first. go. Since, uh, since then. Yeah. So, so I, like, that's just my biggest fear is just the. the re- Repeated loss of wickets, and yeah, it's certainly not alleviated by um, the idea of you know Smith and Warner being two of the first wickets to fall, and and then having this middle order of yeah Hanscom, Marsh, and Payne. Yeah, it's 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 worrisome. <laughs> it's worrisome. So <laughs> I would I would argue that that's going to be England's problem as well. It was their problem in the last Ashes series that they yeah, but still got, but they got Moeen. <laughs> they still managed to eke out a win, but that mm. was uh, symptomatic of their performances throughout that series as well. Yes. So it could be who's batting doesn't suck the worst. <laughs> don't do what Tony Tony does. <laughs> <laughs> They're really going to make this easier. Um. So we come to predictions. Now, before today, <coughs> I've, I've said this to a few people that it was making me nervous, and clearly it had an impact on the selector's state of mind. I was actually really confident going into this series. It should be the case the right too. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I've said this a, a number of times, and I'll say it again. I don't think they've got an answer to Smith. I don't think they've got an answer to Warner. I don't think they've got an answer to Stark. And I don't think they've got an answer to Cummins. All four of those guys, at their best, will dominate this English side, or even close to their best. But, to me, this selection, the selection curveballs today, it's less about the picks themselves, and it's more just about the message that it sends to your opposition. Mm. Like, there's... A little bit of panic. It's yeah, exactly. Well, and so the... I mean, the, the Bancroft one's not really a panic decision, but you can certainly argue the other two are. Mm. So as Shane Warner's put it on Crick Info... Oh, no, you're using Shane Warner's a point of reference. <laughs> oh, just four words. This is, all, this is almost as bad as using champion data as a point of reference. <laughs> hey, mate, excuse me. <laughs> Do you know how many chicks I've picked up online using tips from morning? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Say this, Shane Warner doesn't Advantage England, Australia confused. And I think... Yeah, it... Yeah. It's hard to be as confident, even though technically those four names I've just listed off, none of them have been impacted by the news today, and it shouldn't necessarily impact their performances at all. So, I was thinking 4 0 before today, Ooh. I have to say. That is so, but Because the other thing is, is we win at the Gabba, we've discussed this, Australia always dominated the Gabba then provided we come out on top in Adelaide, 
we always win in Perth. Like, only one English side has ever won a Test match in Perth. And I think if we're 2-0 up playing to win the Ashes, then we'll be 3-0 up, basically. So I think, for me, the real break or... The make-or-break match is that pink ball test. Yeah. Because I think England have to be within one test of Australia coming to Perth. I could see it being one all coming to Perth. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, got, like... Gun to my head. Okay, outside, okay, outside of the four names that you mentioned earlier, for Australia to win, who's got to have a big series? I mean, for Australia to win, you would say, it, outside of those guys, I would say Kawaja. I'm not going to say Nathan Lyon, because I think, like... The way the series is skewed, I think Lions' two best test matches will potentially be the last two matches of the series. So I think... Well, those Adelaide's historically not that bad. Yeah, but with a pink ball, there might not be many wickets left for him to take after Stark does his thing. So, yeah, I would say... And look, uh, quite honestly, outside of Smith and Warner, absolutely he's got to make some runs because, as I said, the other names have... Or I mean, played three a, that, a handful of tests at most. The three that came to mind were Kawaja, Henskin, or Lyon. Mm. So it comes down so, to, as you say, how you grade those things. I think that they... I actually think Henskin. I, mm. I think that they... The, for, the, for the exact reason that they panicked in inverted commas today is it's because they're recognising we need some steel in our middle order. Mm. And, you know, the best bet to... Well, not the best bet, but the carryover is that guy. And, I mean, the innings that he played in India where he saved the test by pretty much... <laughs> Alongside Sean Marsh, yeah. ironically enough. But yeah, <laughs> batting the whole day pretty much. Yeah. Um, shows that he has that capability within him to bunk it down and fight. Yeah. I mean, the biggest knock on him has for a little while now been his inability to convert starts. Um, so that's something he'd be looking to rectify yeah, in this series. Yeah, but I mean, if Hanscom gets 400 runs in this series... So more than Elise. Yeah. <laughs> Double. Yeah. Uh, I think that that, that certainly helps. Mm. But so, all right, I'm going to take some more time to think what I'd like to put forward as a score prediction. You're just... Go, go to town. What do you think how the series will play out? Uh, I'd say that... Brisbane, though, will dominate the Brisbane test. I'd say Adelaide is a toin cos. Uh, Never use that. Depending on, what, depending on what happens there. And you would think that we'd be favourites in Perth. We don't have as great a record in Melbourne against England as you'd think. So uh, I'm just flashing back to uh, my infamous trip over to Melbourne yeah. to watch the boxing so, contest. It's, it's interesting, I mean, it could be 2-2 going to Sydney. I think it'll be probably 2-1 going to Sydney. Yeah. And we'll do enough to, we'll do enough to work it out. I, I'm thinking 3-1. It's, it's always the option, isn't it, the 3-1? Like, it's the one that looks the most appealing at the start of a series. I'm actually, I'm going to stick fat, and I'm going to say 4-0. Because I think, yeah... As I say, the fact that Brisbane and Perth are two of the first three tests 
really disadvantages England. So I think, yeah, I really do think it's going to come down to Adelaide. And right now, Mitchell Stark's left arm with a pink ball in it is probably the most terrifying sight for any batsman in world cricket. Um, so, yeah, I will... Closely followed by Mitchell Stark with a white ball. <laughs> pink ball is scary because you can't see it as well. <laughs> Just don't let James Sutherland hear you say that. So, look, I'm, yeah, I'm going to double down, and I will still say 4-0. But I think, yeah, today has been a very destabilising day for, the, for Australia's Ashes hopes. Out, out of the three names that have come in, who's the best bet to have a good series? Sean Marsh. Strange as that is to say, but I think coming in at six, there's every chance he will score some runs. It's so... Yeah, for me it's more just the message that it sends, as I say, like Renshaw not getting picked, Maxwell not getting picked, um, and Marsh making the cut. I, I'm not sure I can see the logic in that. But I think of the three guys, I mean, as you said, Payne, Payne's not in a team to score runs. Mm-hmm. So it, it would actually be very harsh on him to judge him based on his batting, to be honest. I think he'll surprise. Yeah, I hope he does. I think he'll surprise. I actually, to be honest, I feel quite bad for him because I think, you know, to quote the QC, it is a fucking boy's dream, <laughs> of course, to, to play for your country. But I mean, geez, you've, you've, been, um, you've been thrown in the deep end a little bit, haven't you? Mm. Like, at least, at least all young. the other guys would have known that they were in the mix and there was a chance that they would, would get the call. I'm not sure Tim Payne really would have been yeah. in that sort of headspace. Yeah, so I, I, I just think that, as you say, it's, it's, that's one way. The, there's two ways to look at it, the hiding to nothing thing, but it's like last nothing chance to lose. <laughs> last chance to win as well. Mm-hmm. You know? No, you fail now, you never get that. Oh, they reckon he nearly retired at the start of the year. No, a couple of years ago. No, but also at the start of the year, because he, he got a job offer. He, and he yeah, nearly retired job, to take the job. Take yeah. the job with Kookaburra. Yeah. Because his finger was... I mean, that's the thing. Is a stupid testimonial match has basically mm. derailed his career. No, it's derailed... Potentially, it's derailed... It's a butterfly effect moment, really, because if he's there, yeah. the whole Michael Clark captaincy thing and... And all the toxicity that went along with that, mm. I don't think that would have happened with Tim Payne in that side. Mm. So, yeah, one of the great what-if moments of Australian cricket. Timbo, score. Well, for the series. Yeah. 4-0. 4-0? What is it? First you tag along with Toyncast, now he tags along with 4-0. 4-0 England. Australia. Pirate series. Stark, I will say. What? I'm going to Davey Warner. Oh, there we go. At least you didn't just copy me this time. <laughs> I'm going to go Warner as well. Oh, dude, for fuck's sake! Yeah, I, I'm I, the only one who can have an original thought uh, in this room right now. <laughs> one, of the, one, of the, one of the big criticisms that people have had about Warner thus far is that he hasn't, he's actually struggled making runs against England. Particularly well, that's, that's probably just because half the time he has to play them in England. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the old this, David the Warner sucks is... balls north of the equator. Uh, oh, sorry, edges balls. <laughs> but uh, 
All the more reason why it's uh, yeah, he's, he's got to cash in. Yeah. Mm. I reckon you definitely scored more than Smith. Oh, that's big four. Yeah, just desperate to prove you can. He was. He was. He was very good. A couple of years ago, but I don't think he's uh, quite yeah. at that level anymore. Oh, jeez, that's harsh. That's yeah. very harsh. Oh, Do man, I need that, to just show you a replay of that century you made in <laughs> India? Yeah, that's India. <laughs> exactly, it's the toughest place in the world for an Australian batsman. Yeah, Maxwell made runs in India. Oh, jeez, there's no talk <laughs> to you when you're like this, honestly. You can't even get picked. <laughs> yeah, I, I think but, War, I think Warner as well, and I think that it's he's got a lot. He's he's got a lot to prove this series. And I think if, if, as you've said, you know, the the series does hinge a lot on Smith and Warner making runs. Mm. And, uh, yeah, if he, I mean, if he doesn't, if he doesn't get them off to a reasonable start, that could be in yeah. a world of hurt. Exposes that soft <laughs> underbelly. <laughs> I'm still getting over the 25 collapses, though. And there have been 19 in ODI cricket as well. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a... Well, the, the ODI middle order has been pus for about two years now. <laughs> yeah. Really, it's even. So. And the funny thing is, is that that was the whole thing. You know, everybody used to complain about Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh was their most consistent ODI batsman there for a while. <laughs> bling bling. <laughs> so there it is. I got to say, I'm feeling um nervous. Quite, well, uh, I'm, I'm shit scared. <laughs> I'm feeling uh. No, no, no. Just scared. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say shit. Yeah. So I'm just. If you turn around and say shit, we'll end up in D. <laughs> shit. Me get back to work. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, so sorry. I'm just bringing up the odds here for the series because now that I put the kiss of death on Australia, I probably do need to. Um. Yeah. So Australia dollar thirty six. Oh. England. Four fifty and a draw eight dollars. So to win the Ashes, yeah, Australia dollar thirty six, England to regain is three dollars ten. So I might just put a little something something on the three dollars ten there now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Australia. I'm sorry I've stayed <laughs> with the four nil because you like both the people in this room just know how unlike me that is. <laughs> like any sort of. Uh, it, Optimism before the yeah, series. Nice. See, mate. See, it's so, it's so shocking to hear optimism. The cleaners just up and left. Like, it doesn't happen. But yeah, I just I wish I could just go back to this morning before I read the team selection news because I was really confident. And when I heard, I thought to myself it was going to be yeah Bancroft in and Renshaw retained and Neville. Neville. I was really confident, but. Now, if Ben Stokes was playing, what oh. would those odds look like? <clears throat> yeah, even. <laughs> I don't know that they change that much in terms of the odds because Australian yeah. punters are just fucking idiots. But yeah. the actual odds of England yeah. winning would, yeah, they'd be a lot better. I mean, it, all rounders are just they're worth their weight in gold. You know, good ones. Yeah, well, I mean, even even average ones. I mean, even Shane Watson was a really important player for our structure for several years there. Mm. Not because he was scoring centuries or taking fifers, but because he was scoring fifties and taking twofers. Like, it just gives you so much more um, flexibility around your lineup. So, yeah, he's, he is a huge loss for them, but 
I mean, fuck, you shouldn't have punched the bloke 12 times. So. <laughs> mm. You can't do that! <laughs> Jay! <laughs> Yeah, I think he's a much closer series if he's here. Yeah. Because, as we well know, he does have, he something, does have something about him. <laughs> and he scored a century in Perth last time. Yeah. He's the only one to score a ton in that, in that godforsaken series. I think he was he also was... the only ball they had that took a fifer as well. Damn, there you go. So, yeah. So, yeah. It, if... If we could get a message to the English <laughs> judiciary, it would be to please the, throw the book at him. <laughs> Don't let him leave the country at throw, least at least until the, like January fifteenth oh, next year. Throw the book like he throws a right hook. <laughs> yeah. um, that seems like a good note for us to finish. There it is. Can the Aussies later skaters? Later. <laughs>